1993, Nintendo of America's Vice President Howard Lincoln declared that the digital pictures game Night Trap would never appear on a Nintendo system. As you know, Night Trap is an FMV game, an interactive movie in which the player watches surveillance footage and activates traps to prevent vampires from killing a bunch of women at a sleepover. When Joe Lieberman and Herb Cole led Senate hearings that same year on violence in video games, Night Trap was singled out as promoting, according to Lieberman, a culture of carnage. He called it a disgusting, offensive game that should not be shown to civilization. But according to creator Rob Fulop, the strongest display of violence in the game is a scene where two thugs drag their victim off camera. And according to Joseph Lieberman, Senator Lieberman never actually played Night Trap. But then, neither have you. In the wake of these hearings, the Entertainment Software Rating Board was established in 1994. When Earthbound was released in North America in 1995, it was rated K through A for kids to adults. At some point between 2006 and 2013, the ESRB rated Earthbound again for the Wii Virtual Console, even though it did not get released on the Wii Virtual Console, and rated it E for everyone. In 2013, the ESRB evaluated Earthbound a third time for the Wii U Virtual Console and assigned it a rating of T for Teen, citing fantasy violence, mild blood, suggestive themes, and crude humor. And in 2018, the ESRB assigned Night Trap 25th Anniversary Edition a rating of T for Teen, citing blood, suggestive themes, and violence for its release on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, PS Vita, and Nintendo Switch. And this is the third strongest podcast. So this is the podcast, I'm pretty sure. Yes. We last left... Did, we, did we kill a shroom yet? Or We, we beat it, a shroom up. He's pretty easy, okay. all things considered. We collected the melody of the rainy circle... Rainy Circle is one of the nicest your sanctuary locations. It's cool, and it feels like yeah. uh, uh, a lot of these early ones feel like believable tourist attractions, and I like this one as like a kind of believable tourist attraction. Yeah, it just likes to rain here. I like. I how want to. You like how what? How it's it uses one of your preferences in the the, the the phrase that it says um it oh. says you caught nest caught a whiff of stew but just for a second mm. or whatever you said was your favorite food i still want to like you have to stop me from going off too much about this but like the fact that this circle is somehow really important to ness's mind his backstory his soul his connection to the earth like why do they why do they place these where they place them what does it mean you're talking about and the, the specific memories not the memories all the memories make perfect sense right okay but all the locations mm -hmm. are like yes it, it's it's super pretty it's believable as a like a weird spot on the world. Uh, but when you frame it as Ness, your connection to the Earth is focused in these eight points around the world, then I'm like, why why is this why is this Ness's place? It doesn't 
Yeah. Yeah, the farther it gets from his home, the more random it sort of feels. Yeah. Well, it's a very, like, this is where the game leans more RPG trope is what I what i see where it doesn't necessarily have to have a reason other than vague destiny you know yeah i guess yeah once we've seen all of them maybe we'll have a stronger theory let's hope so because what zach said kind of sounded like a cop-out it is yeah i hope it's not that when we've collected we we have to get the melody at rainy circle in order to progress right because Dr. And the Nuts won't fix the Skyrunner until we have that melody. Yeah. Okay. So we go back to the labo and we talk to Dr. And the Nuts. He says, uh, I think he even like mentions that Jeff wets the bed again. And then he says, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I fixed the Skyrunner. You can go to the rest of the game now. And we do. We hear the... Uh, the Skyrunner uh, goes a lot faster to the next place. Or the next place is a lot closer. Yes. Hmm. Uh, I spent a lot of time running around the next area uh, trying to get a feel about where its real world analog was. And we'll get into that as we go through it. But The name of the place that we go to is summers which is the opposite of winters yeah interesting it's a a very i'm trying to think of like in video games the idea of like a resort doesn't necessarily come up in a lot of games yeah probably more than i'm thinking of at least in like an rpg sense yeah it feels more unusual it feels like more like one of the real world places that this game does so well. Not very, not very commonly shown uh, cities and towns that we would see in real life. It's like this in Costa del uh, Sol from Final Fantasy VII. Oh. Or like a pair in my head for some reason, even though they're like, I guess it's because they're both like downbeats after a whole lot of action. Yeah, where that's true. That's kind of what we've landed on here in Earthbound, where we have been doing a whole lot of stuff and getting through a whole bunch of stuff, and we've done, like, the, the four-side stretch is pretty packed with events and yeah. dungeons and bosses, and then we're very specifically ejected into a resort, a slowed-down, relaxed place where all the NPCs are going to tell us to relax you're on vacation now. Yeah, we need it. The some somebody in the beginning of the game, or maybe this is my interpretation of something in the beginning of the game, was trying to tell us uh, that you know the whole game is supposed to be fun. Remember to have fun seems to be the message a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that when you're walking around Summers, there is a higher frequency i think of the camera guy appearing and documenting that you're on a vacation yeah he appears in the restaurant right yeah just like yeah there's a lot of uh tourist opportunities in this place he's 
at a random spot on the beach, and I think he's also right outside the hotel. Mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, since I'll forget about this when we get over to Toto, I don't think he's in Toto, is he? He will be later on, I think. Oh, yeah, okay. I think okay. so. Because eventually he takes a photo from one of the boats. But I think we Definitely. have to progress the story first. Yeah, Let's I thought there was that. like a photo op right next to the boat captain or one of the sailors. Something like that. I guess we should say that, yeah, we Skyrunner over here. Uh, there's only, there's no other areas we fly over to get here. And then we crash and the Skyrunner is kaput. For real yeah, this time. Yeah, quite dramatic. Fortunately, we can teleport. Yeah. Hard to get around otherwise. <laughs> Uh, but it's just gone. The Skyrunner is like buried in the sand or its constituent parts have evaporated or whatever. You know, movement or like uh, travel between places is such a big feature of the game that giving you teleportation kind of presents a, a puzzle or a problem for the designers. Like once we let you teleport... How do we continue to tell this globe-hopping story? Mm-hmm. And so the forms of transportation that you get... Of course, you can't teleport to places you haven't been yet. But um, since we're not in the America, which is connected by a sprawling highway system, the rest of the game almost is going to become a series of how do we get to the next place? What is the vehicle that we get in to keep going? And destroying the Skyrunner is necessary mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to tell that kind of story uh, because otherwise we'd just fly everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't a game that has an overworld. It's similar to, or I don't know if it's, it, it bears comparison to the bad key machine which letting the player unlock anything in any lock, right? Mm. Is like you're turning off a huge swath of video game puzzles. No longer can Mm. you have quests to just find the key to open the door to the next part of the game because Mm. the player can unlock anything. Um, so it's a it's a surprise that the when the Skyrunner crashes, it should say, oh, and the bad key machine was also totally scrapped. <laughs> but instead, they're just going to have the rest of the puzzles in the game do not involve locked doors, which is also good. Yeah. Summers is famously expensive. I Someone was, uh... went to Europe or like ha- has a, a there's a stereotype about Europe that it's really expensive to go there on vacation and the game is going to play that to the hilt. Yeah. There's like two things here. One is that uh, as a young child, I didn't really know much about the Mediterranean Sea and how there's a bunch of resorts there. So I didn't quite understand that this is like. Oh, did it come off as California to you? No, like a Hawaii or something. I was trying to like. Sure. But no, it's definitely like there's a lot of they serve gelato here. Yeah. The names are you know, often French or Italian. Hmm. There's or, a guy who makes a joke about French accent and initial H. Yeah, they must the be French. <laughs> uh, I had another point and I forgot it. 
They also sell braised boa at the restaurant. That was definitely not something I was familiar with as a kid on restaurant menus. Is that a thing on real restaurant menus? I, I can't tell how I much of I don't think so. I've never been to real. Europe, so I don't know. Okay. Um, if oh. I Google braised boa, is it going to... I'm not Googling that. Um, this is bowel buns with pork belly slices. Oh, it's just a No, I want braised boa. <laughs> yeah, I want to eat a snake. Uh, I've never eaten a snake. All oh. the all the references on Google to braised boa are from Earthbound. It did and seem something like about a an joke, astronaut. A joke menu item. And I can't tell though. Yeah, it's an interesting choice. There's also kraken fin soup, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Rad. Yeah, this place is pretty wild. On your point about things being expensive, the one thing I noticed like exploring this time is that it's all payphones everywhere even oh, in, yeah. even in the hotel where previously yeah. that was always your free phone <laughs> yeah Absolutely. true to life there's only one i think there's only one free phone in summers uh in the museum because that's a oh, whole I forgot about plot that. critical phone later on that we'll get to <laughs> some number of episodes from now yeah i always there's a a, a guy in the hotel who almost calls you Pokey. Somehow he gets you confused with Pokey because Ness and Pokey look so similar. Um, I imagine it's just because he's a child on vacation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The game has to remind you that Pokey is always one step ahead of you, though. Right. I'd forgotten all this. Just maddening to hear that he was there before you. Mm Mm-hmm. You've forgotten what, Zach? Oh, I just forgot that there was pokey stuff in the segment. Like, at all. I, uh, thought, I yeah. thought we didn't touch back with him for a minute, but no, it's still all now, here. Was it implied by anything that happened in the scene with the helicopter that Pokey was headed straight to Summers? I don't think Summers don't is mentioned yeah. until you show up there. He, okay. We, we were talking about Scaraba before this, I think. Because uh, Monotoli is like, you have to go to the pyramids. Um... I think Monatoli also says that one of the messages said, don't let them go to Summers. Oh, right. Okay. But, uh, yeah, don't let them go to Summers. So uh, Summers is located across the ocean. Take my helicopter. Because otherwise you wouldn't know that that's where you're trying to go. Right. Now I really want to go to Summers. Um. But it is... um, implied i mean or it's it's very clear that pokey went straight to summers after leaving the monotoli building and oh here's a clue yes there's we'll we'll hear something more about pokey and summers later on um but a lot of because pokey is off screen for almost all this the earthbound community and wiki users have put together pokey's whole like story Mm. through this part of the game and so if you're looking at earthbound wiki trying to or Wikibound trying to uh keep track of plot events there's a lot of stuff that has been inferred about pokey and kind Mm. of like making the game seem a little more together than the text actually is yeah 
We got bigger things to worry about. Oh, do we? Vacation. No. Vacation. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I love how ornate all of the interiors are here. Yes. Yeah. The maps are way too big. Yeah. The hotel is really cool. It's like a two-story hotel with rooms on the second floor. And there's that completely extraneous room that's just a landing yeah. on the stairs. There isn't even anyone in there to talk to. Or maybe there is later. Why do I think there is later? Weird. I don't remember. Um, but before doing this podcast, I had never looked at the the way the game stores its map internally that we looked at when we were looking at enemy spawns. Oh. And, you know, they only have so much room for locations in this game. And so a big room like the inside of the hotel or the inside of the restaurant is like, that's so much real estate mm. that you're saying can't be part of the inside of three or four smaller houses. Wow. They really wanted to do that. Yeah. It works. It definitely lends it a sense of place. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how the map is very long, so it has to cut off and start back on the bottom of the map screen. Is that how it does it? Yeah, I think so. What are you I, referring to? The, like when you look at your map of Summers. Oh, okay. The there's like a beach map. at the top and on the beach underneath, and it's like, it just like you go off the right end and you start again at the bottom. Uh, cool. It has to cut it in half. I didn't understand what was going on when I first saw it. Oh. But yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. long I thought it was town. two beaches. Yeah, I didn't know. I <laughs> thought maybe you walk up and find another beach or something. <laughs> um, yeah. It's very it's, smart it's, to arrange it this way. Yeah. Just like we're going to center everything around the beach here because that's the, yeah. the key feature that we have over everywhere else. And we're right. still going to do the city streets like we have been doing but it's just one long street along the beach yeah that feels real yeah yeah the the outside of the buildings are cool too there's like um, i think it's the store that has like palm trees on the outside just like painted on it everything looks kind of stylish there's a there's a shop here and all the items are very expensive there is a thing where the game will sell you. They have two different kinds of uh, the the band. There's platinum bands and diamond bands oh, yeah. here, right? And the diamond bands are extremely expensive. They're like ten thousand dollars. You could pay off a debt with that much money. <laughs> um, but if you wait a little bit, you might be able to find it somewhere cheaper. Mm. But like having the choice in the store and having one be this ridiculously expensive option is very interesting yeah yeah until yeah, this it's, point it's a, you don't really have that you you just assume you need to get the next best thing and it is it plays as like a it's a strategic decision in the moment for the naive player yeah and then it turns out to be the setup for a joke if you notice that that item is cheaper later mm. on and then it becomes an even more strategic decision for the uh wise player who's like well what am i getting get out of 
Yeah. Is it worth it to buy it sooner? No, it's not. It is not. You had no. fun finding out. But it's fun to but, go shopping. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're on vacation. Yeah, you can splurge a little. I mean, it's hard to understate, or it's hard to overstate how much the game points out how expensive everything is. That's true. That's the personality of Summers, is that the prices are so high, it'll make your face turn blue. Mm-hmm. Oh, the uh, the purveyor of the hotel, I think it's the assistant manager, gets a full name here. So it's one of our our full name people that don't need a full name, but the game is ex- very excited to tell you about it. It's Who's that? Risosha Richmond. Whoa. I don't remember this at all. No, I yeah, neither. He says, hello, I am the assistant manager, I think is what he says. I'll look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, assistant manager of Le Hotel de Summers. Very fancy. Risosha. I don't. I've never seen a name like that anywhere. Fascinating. Yeah. What else is in Summers besides spending a lot of money on stuff? There's the oh, museum. There is a museum, but it's not a dinosaur museum. Uh, it- no. And it's it's called the Scaraba Cultural Museum. It's not in Scaraba. Yeah, that always confused me. That is confusing to me too. I mean, I, there's I a long don't tradition think I processed of a, it at all. You know, uh, countries other than Egypt that have extensive yeah. Egypt exhibits. Yep. Yep. But the, do sense. they call them the Egypt Museum? Probably not. The Egypt Cultural Museum. <laughs> I, I'm um, going to say probably not. I, 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 it's absolutely realistic for the Summers Museum to consist entirely of uh, artifacts from other places or one specific other place, but it would be less confusing if they called it the Scarabian Cultural mm, Museum. Yes. Even just the Scarabian. <laughs> yeah. And then we'd get to say Scarabian. I don't think Scarabian <laughs> is a word uttered by this video game. I don't think so. Nope. But it's got a bunch of artifacts, archaeological things that belong in a museum. Yeah, like Ram Raisin's training pot. <laughs> there's also a guy here. Mm. Uh, there's a second floor that's under construction. And I forget exactly his words, but he seems like he's uh, trying to solicit a bribe. Oh, yeah. Yes. He says... I have it here. This room is being remodeled, so I can't show it to you. I can't. Well, I usually don't show this room. Once you hit adulthood, you'll understand. I do, however, like jewelry. Perhaps a little, shall we say, under the table deal would be in order. Wow. What am I going to understand when I'm an adult? (laughs) Yeah, good question. That bribes are good. Apparently. That's a very strange. Once I, I don't usually don't show this room. Once you hit adulthood, you'll understand. Yeah, what is is it just like it's not part of the museum exhibits? Is that because I understand that. It's like the back room of the museum. <laughs> it's being remodeled, so I can't show it to you. But you'll understand when you're in, you're an adult what remodeling is maybe 
Or maybe he's just saying adults, you know, he maybe he feels weird about asking a kid for a bribe. <laughs> and he's, he's like, I'm not really asking you, but if you're an adult, I would. Ah, uh, I get. I mean, but he's being so direct <laughs> yeah, in the second yeah, half of his is. speech. Give me yeah. a bribe. I I feel like this might just be an issue of the translation failing to put the thoughts in the right order. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make more sense. Anyway, or maybe he's... we're supposed to believe that there's some like prurient interest in the back room of the museum. Maybe. It's one of those museum back rooms. But there's not really, I don't think. No, it's it's a it's the kind of joke where they keep teasing you that yeah. there's a strip club in the back of a museum. <laughs> and then when you find out that it's not, he's like, oh, that's not what I meant at all. Did you, Oh, you thought that I said, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then they accuse you of having a dirty mind. That's well, what this game is doing. Either yes? way, we don't have a gem. No. Those kinds of museums. Sorry. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Okay. We move on. Uh, there's a minor yes. bird out here. Oh, I like the minor bird. Oh, this is fun. You, the, the text helpfully says, it's a minor bird. Uh, which we have the omnipresent voice here that we can't really tell if it's our internal monologue or mm. the narrator or anything like that. Or just the game telling us this. Yeah. Uh, but that's helpful information because then the minor bird will just pull a random snippet of dialogue from somewhere else in the area, which is very charming. It's so cool. It's really cute. Great idea. You'll get him saying, uh, I have fake teeth, so I like soft foods. <laughs> Not like rocks or stones. They're too hard. The best. <laughs> There's a lot of good lines in this town. Oh, I ran into... I keep checking the uh, hospitals out every time we go to a new town because in this video game you generally don't have to go to the hospital that much yeah right and it's so one of those nice games where you don't have to go to the hospital all the time <laughs> but like you know like you don't find yourself like they program in these big hospitals full of npcs that you don't mm -hmm. necessarily see as often yeah yeah um there's a nurse here who mentions that her sister is a nurse in tucson yeah. Which means that her sister might be the one that uh, that can't take a like, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says something about that. My cousin is a nurse in Tucson. She's not good at administering shots. The one she gave me was painful. There you go. Continuity. I think it's, it's so funny that she, like, they could have had that be the first nurse you talk to. And then the second one is the one who says, my shots aren't that painful. But they decided to do it this mm. way instead, which I think is way funnier. Yes. And being separated by how many hours of Yeah, time? several towns. Yeah. It's like a good payoff. It's kind of like the doorknob in Mother 3, where for the rest of the game, we'll hear people mentioning getting shots in Tucson and how painful it was. <laughs> and then at the very, very end of the game, someone gives you a painful shot Ooh. and it pays off. Yeah. There's also in Summers a place called the Stoic Club, which yeah. I would like to tell you about, but I cannot get in. You need an appointment okay. or a reservation to go to this club. I don't know. What what did they say about the Stoic Club before you go in? Hmm. Um, 
You mean when you try to go in or around town before you go in? Around town before you go in. Uh, I don't remember like, too much it's about not, it. Yeah, it's not super clear that that's where you want to go. And you're not, uh, at least based on searching the text dump for Stoic Club, um, it's not really, they don't really tell you what's in there. And so you don't know why you should uh, go in there. But uh, there is a captain who will tell you about his wife. What does that captain say? He has a very good line. Yeah, he does. Guys. Why didn't any of us write that down? Would you like a boat ride? Yes. I, I don't feel like taking sending a ship out. I'm worried about my wife. I'm not afraid of the Kraken. My wife's totally ignoring her magic cake business. These days, she spends her time hanging out in a strange club. We no longer have any mutual interests to discuss. Is our relationship over? <sighs> this very like, tragic. It's very sad. This is the same sprite as the guy who was waiting for the guy with the uh, connected eyebrows and gold tooth. Yeah. Uh, the ship captain sprite definitely comes off as just a big, hairy, gruff guy. Um it's a wonder that there isn't a version of this sprite that's someone trying to beat you up. <laughs> but uh, he, like, expresses his concerns about his marriage in these uh, really straightforward terms to you, a stranger, and it's really funny. Yeah. And it finally tells us, like, okay, we have to analyze what does the player... What does the player think their job is at this point? To get to Scaraba. Yeah. Yes, because that's where the pyramid are is, and the Mani Mani statue doesn't want you to go to the pyramid, so definitely you need to go to Scaraba. Plus, everybody's uh, talking need... about Scaraba in this town. So yes. You kind of have a feeling. Good point. And so we need to get across the ocean to do that. We need a boat to do that. So we need to help this guy with his wife to do that. And so we need to get into a weird club. And fortunately, I already noticed a strange club. It's the one I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we got to wander around uh, the second part of this town until we can find somebody that might be able to let us in there. Uh, because they... Pretty cool move having two towns right next to each other with yeah. no adventure area in between. Yeah, I didn't realize this was a separate town. I almost wonder if it's like not and it's more just like a neighborhood of a town. Yeah, yeah. But like if you asked the residents of the town of Toto, they'd be like, oh, no, Toto's different than Summers. Yeah, true. It is uh, different. It's kind of... It's not really a fully fledged RPG town. It doesn't have its own hotel, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have its own weapon shop. It has a cafe, I think, with a really limited selection. I might be wrong about that. Uh, but no, it, it like in gameplay terms, it's just an appendage of Summers. But it it does seem like in terms of the world, there's the very ritzy town of Summers, and then right next to it is the 
port town of Toto, which has a different mayor, at least. Mm. And that's something that uh, doesn't get explored as much in RPGs, I think, of the idea of two uh, communities being right next to each other like that. Yeah. I'm trying to think yeah, it does, if that's It does have true. a different flavor, too. There's, like, houses you can walk in and talk to people, whereas in the other side of town, there's only shops and hotel. And Zach, are you thinking of other towns right next to each other in other RPGs? N- nothing that I can think of with that level of proximity, where, like you said, there's no transition in between. There's definitely other RPGs where it's like, oh, this town and this town are beefing. Or whatever, mm-hmm. but usually it's like you, the hero, have you to. You have to go out to the overworld. Go to the overworld yeah. and cross through a, a forest, go over a bridge to then find out why the two towns are beefing, and then the source of the beef turns out is in a cave with a monster, and you have to deal with that, etc., etc. And it's also like you know, if this were more of an adventure game, then you were getting into the nitty gritty of like the townspeople's relationships with each other and stuff there would be room to tell a story like that but here there's just kind of like this weird setting that invites that kind of like thought but doesn't necessarily have anything to do with it because the game is in the meantime trying to like get you to propel the story forward and go somewhere else because it's a game all about locomotion Mm -hmm. it's uh it's portraying just a type of setup of community that's not an interesting thing to say moving on there are cats in toto cats walking around that you cannot communicate psychically with them like you can with dogs they just say meow Hmm. and i wonder like what is this trying to say dogs always have something kind of helpful to tell you often it's um or in the early game, it's like tutorial stuff. And moles, of course, have very direct mechanical tutorial stuff. Mm-hmm. Mice will tell you background information or give you necessary vibes. But cats are inaccessible. Cats mm-hmm. either do not have interior thoughts or they are not going to show you them. Sounds about I right. Def- yeah, I definitely lean the latter. Yeah. Plus, you grew up with a dog, so maybe you're better at talking to dogs. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. I wonder if Paula... Have you tried approaching these cats as Paula with Ness being unconscious? Oh, that would be interesting. And the cats say, oh, finally. <laughs> that would be a cool discovery. Uh, a lot of... Even uh, this late in the game, a lot of characters have... Um, dialogue set up to react appropriately if you're leading the team with someone other than Ness. Yeah. It's wild. It's a lot of work. Yeah. In Toto, there's a guy who, for some reason, can tell you the phone number for the Stoic Club. So we've replaced the find a key puzzle with find a phone number, Mm -hmm. and that's a really cool 90s puzzle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Awesome. (laughs) And then you have to go find the phone so you can call and get a reservation. But when you leave the guy's house, 
you get a call on your phone that can only receive calls. Oh, that was quick. They're calling me uh-huh. now. And <laughs> it's like WhatsApp, where if someone has your, if you have someone's phone number, that lets them call you. That's how WhatsApp works, right? I have no idea. And it's Tony. Hey. Remember Tony? Of course. Oh, good. Friend of Jeff. What what does he say he's doing? He's doing like a report on players. He says, I'm collecting player names for a school project. You know, players (laughs) just like you. That's right. You, the one holding the controller. Would you register your name, please? Don't spell your name wrong. The one holding the controller. Guys, don't reveal yet what you put in your name as, okay? Okay. Thank you for we'll saying that up front because I was on going a later to. later <laughs> episode. <laughs> well, when I put mine in, I was like, this will not be as good if I reveal it on this episode. Mm. Uh, but it will be slightly more fun, slightly satisfying if we wait. So I'm kind of covering my own butt here. The... Um, Tony makes sure that you confirm that it's really you got it right he doesn't want you to mess it up so he gives you a chance to look at it again they give you a lot of characters it is 24 characters they're encouraging you to put in a full name that's so cool yeah it's astounding that is yeah (laughs) what game even even now i feel like Game Builder Garage is the example that springs to mind. I don't know if you get 24 characters in your game title for Game Builder Garage. I might be mm-hmm. wrong about that. I but, was wa- I was watching someone before we were recording play Pokemon, and they were struggling to fit a name into a Pokemon's name in hmm. 2023 because you only have yeah. like 10 characters or whatever. Wow. Nothing gives you 24 characters. Gotta make them count. Yeah. Guys, right here, if if I asked you a question right now, I wouldn't let you answer in more than 23 <laughs> characters. Yeah. I don't have that kind of time. Uh, so it's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. This is an extremely cool moment. And no, you do not get any indication of what it's for. Absolutely Apparently not. it's a... Uh, report for school. So obviously uh, fake. <laughs> you think so? I mean, it's just confusing. Is Tony actually just interested in who is controlling my friend Jeff? Oh, that would make sense. And comes up, up with a flimsy excuse. He's very worried about Jeff. He is. He refuses to hang up because he wants to tell Jeff goodbye over and over again. Yeah. It's kind of sweet. It's kind of sweet, but the way it's portrayed, um, like, you don't have a character like that in fiction who is appreciated by the object of their affections, right? Mm, Jeff yeah. must be completely oblivious yeah. or annoyed by how much Tony adores him. Yeah. Yeah, and we don't get that either way. We just, it, it's left blank. Yeah, I guess you're allowed to interpret Jeff as saying, aw, Tony. Right. No, you hang up. But, um, 
No, that's an incorrect reading. My way is correct. I'm going to walk over to a phone. And pay a dollar. And I'm going to pay a dollar. <laughs> I'm going to call the Stoic Club. And they're like, oh, of course, Mr. Ness. We'll be ready for you. So, okay, now I can go into the Stoic Club. Uh, there is a... Uh, before you do this, uh, did you guys use a lot of hints in this part of the game? No. I think I used a couple. When I talked about there being an adult entertainment in the back room of the museum, did Uh that seem like something that Earthbound would never make a joke about? Not particularly. Not not necessarily. I was just trying to. It's out of character for Earthbound to refer to that sort of thing, isn't it? I was just trying to figure out what kind of museum would have something like that. Yeah. A cool museum. Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Okay. Before you get the phone number, if you buy a hint, the hint man says, you need to make a reservation by phone to go to the Stoic Club. Someone in Toto, the port next, to, the port town next to Summers, should know the phone number. If you get the phone number and then you're stuck, you don't know what to do with this phone number, pay for a hint. And the hint man says, try placing a call to the strip. Oh, sorry, I mean the Stoic Club. Well... Interesting. So edgy. It's a pretty racy joke there, Nintendo. What's going on? I think a lot of the discourse around this game relies on naive preconceptions of how nasty this game is allowed to be. And read carefully, and this game is feels free to get pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. I guess compared to other games of its uh, age group, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty edgy. Uh, but I, I most wasn't able to confirm that hint, this. So <laughs> most people oh yeah, know. yeah, it's a hint for nobody. Um, I, I'm sorry. Maybe we already talked about this, but I swear I remember this game. It's it was rated K through A when it was released first, right? Oh, I, don't I know. believe so. Yeah, it had to have been because the middle step didn't exist when this game first came out. There was no T for Teen? No, T for Teen or, existed. There's K they, through A, and then there's. D for is teen. E for Everyone? E for Everyone replaced K to A because they thought K to A was too confusing. But eventually okay. they added E10. Oh. E10 didn't exist okay. uh, back at the onset of time. I see. That one came about mid-2000s, I think. Mm. But but the, the point I'm trying to make, or the half-memory that I may have constructed, is that in some virtual console release, it was re-rated as T, Earthbound was? Maybe. I mean, I kind of think it should be. <laughs> they say crap like three times. They say sexy twice, and they almost say strip club. All of these things are just on the side of the line because you could you could think it means something else. And oh, try placing well, a call the to the strip, time. the Vegas Strip. Yeah, exactly. It's like a beach. The strip, the strip mall. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like yeah. This town is like shaped like that. It makes sense. Uh, yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really pushed it with this game. Uh, so I'm going to go into the Stoic Club and we get the museum music, which I tend to think of as the Stoic Club music. Mm. I think it's perfect for this place. Mm-hmm. And everyone, there's a rock and there's people looking at the rock and drinking water. And there's a, a guy who says, yeah, everyone just looks at the rock and pays a lot of money to drink water. Actually, and it's an easy business. Yeah. You want to drink? <laughs> we only serve water, though. Uh, this in is a, great. Uh, yeah. I, when, can't, I can't explain why, but I thought this place was so funny when I was young. Like, I just, I loved this place. I thought it was hilarious. The people are ridiculous. I don't know. I thought it was funny. It's so random. There's a lot, lots of the game, especially the the four side segment. There seems to be the world of Earthbound is there's this real thing that I've seen. There is this real place. There's this thing. Like it's it's a uh, oh Ryan, edit out me searching for this word. It's a collage of all the just cool things in the world that I've seen. Mm-hmm. But is the is the Stoic Club based on something? Or is it just like three steps past the pretentiousness of coffee shops? It feels like it might be like what a kid might imagine grown-ups do in their exclusive yes. clubs or something. Wow. Or just maybe this That's is what it point. feels like if a kid were to go in a place like that. They're just like, I don't know what these people are talking about and why they're doing what they're doing. Oh my gosh, that's such a good point. And I, I feel think like there's other delib- things in this game oh. like that too. It's like a deliberate juke on the the writers, right? To be like, oh, you're going to go to this club and you're thinking it's going to yeah. be this very what what a you know, an adult playing this video game is going to perceive as what a club is. And then you get in and it's not that. It's just a yeah. bunch of weirdos uh having uh philosophical conversations kind of um i do think it is like running with the like idea of like a new age Mm -hmm. like what's the word new modern new age postmodern thinking these people are all really into yoga into wellness and enriching themselves Mm -hmm. in Didactically Perhaps speaking, a performative way. <laughs> yeah. Seminal evidence seems to explicate the fact that your repudi- repudiation of entropy supports my theory of space-time th- synthesis. Of this, I am irrefutably confident. Awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. This is just a great joke. It's yeah. a great joke, and it, uh, I tell you what's the best part is the rock. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's yeah. going to stare at the rock. We brought in the rock. Yeah, it's a cool rock. From one to six, we're going to be staring at the rock. It's such a cool rock, though. It's cool. It's like lumpy and like weird. You you, you wouldn't want to say you don't think it's cool. No, but maybe maybe thinking it's not cool is like your thing for the day. You're like I'm actually mm. anti-rock today. Wow. Do you think they have a different rock for different shows? <laughs> Hmm. It's great. I love this Thought place. Yeah. 
Yeah, I want to go I, here. I, I'm just kind of staring into the middle distance and smiling because I like this so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting have... that it's called Stoic Club too. I kind of thought, like, I didn't really know the word Stoic before when I before I played this, and mm. I kind of thought like this is what Stoic means. <laughs> yeah, I think that this is like regardless of what else I've learned about what the, what the word Stoic means, uh, the idea of staring at a rock and thinking Mm -hmm. is always going to color my understanding of this word yeah i always thought like when i figured out what the word means like the way we use it i thought it meant like you're kind of like not betraying emotions and you're just using your intellect or something but then later i thought is it like about stoic philosophy more than the actual like stoic attitude who knows (laughs) that's how deep this game is yeah (laughs) Just layers on layers. As you age, you you see it differently. Yeah. Now, uh, did you guys ever recreate the Stoic Club in Animal Crossing? I don't think so. Uh, I haven't played Animal Crossing, but now I want oh, to. Oh, okay. In, um, in New Leaf, right? Yeah, in, in New Leaf, where they let you use the second floor of the museum for your own exhibits. Man, I put together. Uh, I put up a velvet rope around a platform with a rock on it, and then I put a bunch of couches so that people could uh, consider the rock. New Leaf cool. was New Leaf was good, man. Don't act like New Horizons is bad or something. New Horizons. Okay, we're gonna go off track here for a second. I played okay. hundreds of hours of New Horizons. I finished New Horizons. New Leaf has still got something that New Horizons does not. You like the soundtrack better. I do like the soundtrack better. That is true. New Leaf soundtrack is undefeated. Hmm. Anyway, uh, there's a woman here who. Oh yeah. Uh, she's hanging out in this club. You know what? Um. Uh. You know. <laughs> Sorry. Since we were talking about hints. There is a hint for if you get into the Stoic Club and you don't know what to do next. Wow. He says, after you get into the Stoic Club, be sure to talk to the man with the mustache at the back table. This is a pretty important hint. Huh. Because you have to talk to that guy in order for the player to know that the magic cake lady is the magic cake lady. Yeah. You can go talk to her directly, and oh. you get her line about her philosophy, whatever, mm-hmm. and that doesn't advance anything. But you have to talk to this other person, the mustache guy, who will then tell you that that's the magic cake lady, so that you can then talk to her again. It's a pretty important step. Oh, interesting. And then, and then she'll be like, wait, you're here for magic cake? Yeah, I guess I can make that for you. Uh, she has a unique sprite, too, which kind of clues you in. Yeah, yeah. Um... And so I I talked to her and she's like, "Oh, you want magic cake? Yeah, I can I'll I'll go out to my <laughs> stand and get back to serving magic cake the way I'm supposed to instead of wasting my time here at this club." I think it's actually I want to tell you to, the hint. Yeah. To, I think it's interesting to to look at what she says. Oh, what is it? She says at least according to this uh <laughs> this this text I finally awakened the inner me, the true self. Mm. The patrons of this club are able to stare into their own soul hard enough to burn a hole in their psyche. I'm now comfortable enough to stare at the real me, the true self, 
and burn the impression into my superego. I want to be in this comfort zone at any time, all the time or at no time. My id is telling me, what, what, magic cake? You came all this way just to eat my magic cake? Yes or no. And then then if you say yes, she says to go go stop by her cart and get some magic cake. No. No. Anytime you have characters (laughs) spouting pretentious nonsense, there is always... A, a window open for someone to say something that is a shade of something meaningful. And I, I think it's impossible for the writer to uh, get all the way through that speech and not actually refer to anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it sort of describes what people are doing there at the very least. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of nonsense in it. Yes. Although burning, staring at yourself hard enough to burn a a hole in your own psyche. Think about that as not a stupid joke for just a second. (laughs) And uh, I think you'll have fun with it. But then she leaves the building. Then I need to go back to the hint man because I don't know what to do next. And he says, (laughs) people say there is a magic cake vendor on the pavement by the beach in the resort of Summers. Oh, yeah. Pavement means sidewalk. Well, I was just testing you. Are you angry? I didn't mean it. Sorry. Wow. These hints are good. Yes. The hints don't have to be like that. No. They really put they really put a lot of effort into everything, don't they? We'll find something that they didn't put a lot of effort in. <laughs> but most things, yes. Actually, the next hint is one that uh, we'll, we'll get there later. Remind me when we get back from somewhere else to tell you. You'll see a hint that okay. they did not put a lot of work into. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to talk to... Uh, I'm going to go up to the magic cake woman. Does she get a name? No. I don't think so. Okay. The, the the text that I'm reading, it calls her Sailor's Wife, which I just think is the worst. They couldn't fit it. They used too many characters with Rososha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, that is so odd. And um, she says, <laughs> what does she say about the cake? It's she like the last magic cake. Yeah. Leftover. I'm not finding what her description of the thing in this text dump. This might be the efficiency of the text dump or of my memory. Um, guys, what does she say about it? She is says this... it's like the last of her ingredients, but I'm not finding ingredients. She says... Right? I don't, she says, I uh, I used all leftover materials. Is that the part? Materials, of course. <laughs> That's why we couldn't find it. This you're... is a very special magic cake. All leftover materials. <laughs> so I, th- I imagine not only is it made from all the leftover materials that I had available, but everything that went into this was leftovers. Mm. Yeah. It sounds kind of like another un- unsavory sort of thing that you might not want to eat i can't tell if no it sounds scary yeah it's like the time never mind (laughs) what uh someone i know uh a year after their wedding was like come over we're gonna celebrate and eat some of the wedding cake from our wedding oh uh which is something that people do and they kept it in the freezer 
mm-hmm. but I and somebody else got very food poisoned by this. Uh, they didn't. That's, the, that's... The, the couple were fine. <laughs> so they said it wasn't their problem. Well, they were at problem. the original wedding, so they had developed an immunity. That's right. Did you? I think I was any... also at that wedding. Did you have a strange dream? Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you eat the cake, there is an effect on the screen that does not have to be as wild as it is. <laughs> like, I don't know how you do that sort of thing. It must be somewhat similar to the way they mess with the backgrounds in the battles, but it's not identical to that either. No. It's really weird. And then Ness has a dream, a very strange and very real dream, very clear and very strange. And we will draw the curtain now and we will find out about the dream on the next episode of Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm.